Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Time now for the Live Wire with mean Josh Fiddy Marlowe. <laughs> Me, Marlo. Get respect for their realness. I know you feel this. I like that mean Marlo. Might be a new mantra I take on here on the show. Yesterday, we kind of got into a conversation about worrying about Bryce not coming up big in the clutch because Carolina, despite being 1 11, they have played some close games. Well, yesterday, Steve Smith joined the Kyle Bailey show. And he addressed the notion that Bryce Young isn't good enough to elevate the guys around him. Here was his answer. The people who are saying elite traits, I would like to see their notebook of what is considered elite trait. Because there were technically, I believe there were two first-round draft picks out there yesterday playing. Neither one of them showed, based on the score, elite traits, did they? So, again, perception is reality. The perception is your first overall pick, you should display elite traits. You know, people are tired of hearing about Peyton Manning. So, Jared Goff, how did Jared Goff look when Jeff Fisher was his coach? Not great. Didn't show any elite traits, did he? Right. Uh, my, my point is, is, right now, if you're a bad football team, there's reasons why you're a bad football team. Yes, quarterbacks, first-round picks, supposed to and should over time elevate the franchise. And the franchise should also put people around them to elevate them. But like anything else, you don't find out until you get the people in place. Walker, has the 111 start to Bryce Young's career made you waver in the belief that he is a guy that can be the face of the franchise and elevate the people on and off the field around him? No, no, not really. I mean, it's certainly not going as well as I hoped for. That's for sure. I still want Bryce Young, and I still think he can be a good quarterback in this league. Jared Goff is the example I've gone with quite a few times. No, physically, not a similar makeup. But Jared Goff was so terrible in the second half of his rookie season. But it's because the team around him, the offensive line was absolutely terrible. Also, you bring in a smart offensive mind and Sean McVay, you start to give him some weapons. And Jared Goff has a crazy turnaround from year one to year two. It doesn't mean I think Bryce Young is poised to go for 4,500 yards and 30 touchdowns next year. I don't think that's going to happen. But I do think that we could see a big turnaround. Like things happen pretty quickly in the NFL. You can see some quick turnarounds because you have a lot of draft picks. Maybe you hit on two or three. I know it hadn't happened here, but that's the idea. Maybe you have a strong free agent showing and you give Bryce Young the necessary help with a smart football coach. Hell, you could go from one and 15, one and 16 to maybe getting six wins or whatever, right? Like that could happen here. So I like the Jared Goff comparison. I've done that a couple times just to show things can happen pretty dramatically and quickly in the NFL. And I just hope that Bryce Young is given some of those same pieces or similar pieces next year. Obviously, that's the goal, you know, is that I know I talk about lemonade quarterbacks and things of that nature, but it isn't many quarterbacks at all, if any, that's going to do something with this team. And I know a lot of people want to point to Andy Dalton and the output he had at Seattle, but you still lost that game. And so, you know, when teams get in there and they start making plays and doing things, then it turns into situational football. And I feel sometimes teams feel they don't need to be as aggressive with the Panthers as they could be because they know that this offense isn't going to offer – much of a challenge to their uh, defense, no matter where they are ranked. And so for Bryce Young at this point, we know 
that he's going to need at least a little bit more help, especially on the offensive line and especially a receiver that can dominate uh, outside on the outside and that can make plays and win matchups on a consistent basis. He's going to need those things to be able to prosper. And I think it is going to be difficult to really be able to judge him until he gets those things. We talk uh, a lot about C.J. Stroud and the receivers that they got, even though they weren't necessarily super high draft picks in terms of pedigree. But these are guys that are showing that they can get open on a consistent basis and the scheme helps them to be able to do so. And so he has options when he's out there. Now they lose Tank Dale, but that's the difference is that they have guys that win matchups and the Panthers don't have that yet. And until they do, we won't get to see what Bryce Young truly has to offer. Well, and I don't want to just completely get bogged down on the Jared Goff example, but since it's here, I'll keep going with it. You talk about a Cooper Cup that isn't a first-round pick who comes in and helps pretty quickly as soon as he's drafted in the NFL. Steve Smith would also point to him saying he thought Cooper Cup was the best wide receiver in that draft. You can go, so like the idea is maybe you hit on a wide receiver in the draft, third, fourth, whatever. You go sign a veteran like they did with Robert Woods, Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins was always injured, but a good like third, fourth receiver in the NFL, even if he wasn't the number one option that you had hoped he would be when you drafted him. They get a Gerald Everett when they draft him, an athletic tight end that was able to help at least a little bit. And then you shore up the offensive line as the years go on. You, You could see something was built right away. But you clearly have to take those next steps and just put together some semblance of hope going into what Bryce Young could be in the future. And I feel like that's the example I continue to go with, because even if you're not going to hire the next genius as the offense, like maybe you can with Ben Johnson, but there are still some things that you can take away from what the Rams were able to do, even if it's not 100% of what they did, and apply it here next season. Well, a big reason that, that Bryce Young has experienced the limit, the limited success he has been because Adam Thielen has been that guy every Sunday for the Panthers. But he was talking about how this tough season has made him maybe reevaluate his future in Carolina. Yeah, it's tough. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. It's It's tough. Um, plans have changed and uh, like you said when I signed here um, envisioned this to be a lot different but that's just part of life Um, sometimes um, most of the time the way that you want things to go usually doesn't happen so um, you just kind of keep working keep controlling you can control Um, and then obviously um, you assess things when you can and you have time to and then um, you make the best decision for the team for yourself and and you move forward did y'all hear that noise in the background while Adam Thielen was talking? Was that ping pong? Even at 1-11, the Carolina Panthers, Sands Matt Rule, still playing <laughs> ping pong. How much would it be a detriment to Bryce Young if Adam Thielen is not on the roster next year? Uh, I think it can hurt, certainly. I mean, you're talking about a guy that has 80 receptions to this point. You talk about a guy who's been uh, his most dependable target by far this season and so it's gonna hurt but it depends on how do you replace him because Thielen's the type of guy I think he came here and he thought like a lot of people did coming into this offseason that this was a team that was a quarterback away from making some noise in a division that was weak and so now he's gotten a harsh taste of reality that this is far from that and that this team doesn't look to be a playoff team for at least a couple of seasons at this point the way we see it and so this is a guy that's running out of time in his football life and he wants to make the most of it and go to a team that's going to contend and so I think that's what you heard in that soundbite 
this is the guy that's looking to go somewhere and win and go to uh, potentially greener pastures. Yeah, maybe Adam Thielen thought he would be the number one option by default here. I don't think he thought he would be the only one producing on a consistent basis in the passing game. And by the way, if you split what Adam Thielen has done so far this year, if you look at the first six games, that man had 509 yards in the first six games of this season. Wes was telling you that he was on pace for like 1,500 if he would have kept at that pace. In the second six games that they've played, he's got 244 receiving yards at this point. He has 101 in the past three, 25 against Tampa, two against Tennessee. I think a lot of that is, one, you want other guys to get more involved. And teams are scheming him up. And teams are scheming him up. I think those are the two things you're looking at now. So now, even if whether Bryce wants to or not, you're going to have to look to the DJ Charks, the Steven Sullivans, the Jonathan Mingos. And we saw it against Tampa. But I just wonder, you know, I, I hope that's true. And it's not an indictment against Thielen. I'm hoping that they get other guys involved because we all know as much as Thielen was the saving grace in the passing game, the first six games especially, yeah, you, he's not the future. Mingo is supposed to be the future. Is he going to have the most meaningless 100-plus catch season ever? As far as team success goes, <laughs> it's going to be tough to top this. I don't know what they were doing in 08 for that Detroit Lions team. I don't know if maybe Roy Williams is out here getting 100 receptions, maybe close to it, but it's going to be tough to compete with. That'll do it for the Live Wire.